0: Welcome into to the Wrap Up Season Award Show. But before I get to my winners, I'll discuss some of the latest Dallas Cowboys news, a couple free agents the team must bring back, and then finally, I will give you my 2021 season award winners next on The Wrap Up. The season did not end well. It certainly didn't end the way that I wanted it to. A 23 to 17 loss to San Francisco at home in the wild card round, it's pathetic. And now the San Francisco 49ers went all the way to the NFC title game, and it should have been the Dallas Cowboys. But it wasn't. That final drive for the Cowboys in the wild card game did not go their way. Prescott runs a quarterback draw with 13 seconds left, and things just don't work out. Doesn't help that the referee ran into Prescott with about four seconds left, but things don't go the Cowboys' way. They played terrible on offense. The offensive line was bad, and the run defense was bad as well. But enough about that. That's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm here to give you guys some good news. And that good news is that Thursday afternoon, it was announced that Dan Quinn would not be taking a head coaching job, and that he would be returning to Dallas as its defensive coordinator. This is great news for the Cowboys, who saw a historic turnaround defensively this season. And there's one guy that I know is absolutely psyched about this. And that guy is rookie linebacker Micah Parsons. Here's what Parsons had to say after the wild card loss to the 49ers with the possibility of losing Dan Quinn. Yeah, I hope Q back, man. That's my dog, man. I, I would do anything for Q. And uh, I think whether he goes be a head coach or a D.C. somewhere, Anybody in the NFL be so lucky to have him. I mean, honest dude, pure heart. I mean, Q. Brother, I hope you stay if you see this, man. And I hope we get another shot at this. But uh, if you go, I'm going to miss you, brother. And, you know, I wish you nothing but success. This wasn't the only good news for Cowboys fans this offseason. There are two other big things that happened. First of all, Will McClay, the vice president of player personnel, was signed to an extension. Great news for the Cowboys because he knows how to draft. And the other good news is one that Cowboys fans are going to have to wait for. And to be honest with you, it might never happen. But I'm willing to bet it will. And that is that former New Orleans St. head coach Sean Payton announced his retirement. Payton decided he would step away from the game of football and he's likely going to go to Fox and be a guy in the broadcast booth. Now, I will tell you that Payton, it is rumored, he retired with not just one eye, but both eyes, set on the Cowboys' head coaching job. So I wouldn't be shocked if the Cowboys don't go to at least the NFC title game or even the Super Bowl, that Sean Payton will be the Cowboys' head coach in 2023. The Cowboys have quite the list of free agents this offseason, and many of them played a crucial part in the team's success this year. So let's start with the offensive side of the ball. The offensive free agents are guard Connor Williams, tackles Mitch Hyatt and Tyna Sikki, running back Corey Clement, wide receivers Noah Brown, Malik Turner, Cedric Wilson, and Michael Gallup, and tight ends Jeremy Sprinkle and Dalton Schultz. Of these 10 offensive free agents, eight of them played some sort of role in the offense, and four of them were major pieces. So let's start back at the top of this list. In my opinion... Connor Williams needs to go. He was second in the NFL and penalties called at 12, and he was first in penalty yardage with 130 yards. It seemed like every big play that the Cowboys had, not just in the playoff game, but in the last five or six weeks of the season, was called back because of one thing. You would hear a call on the field holding offense number 52. Number 52, of course, is Connor Williams. He just seemed to be a penalty machine in the second half of the year, and that is something the Cowboys just cannot afford to have, especially being the most penalized team in the NFL. Moving down to the tackles, Hyatt and nasiki they didn't play, but they were there for depth. So I'm pretty sure that one of those guys is going to end up back. In my opinion, it's probably going to be Hyatt just because he's younger. Now the major concern for me is at the wide receiver position. Since he was drafted in 2017, Michael Gallup has been my guy. But a torn ACL is a huge deal for a wide receiver, especially coming in week 17. You know if it happens week one or week two, you're done for the year, but you have most of the off-season to rehab, get your routes back, and you know your speed. Michael Gallup doesn't have that. He's going to be spending the off-season working on rehabbing that knee and hoping to get up to at least 80% for the time camp comes around. And to be honest with you, I don't know if he'll be ready for camp. Now you can look at this as a positive because with an ACL tear this late in the year, and the fact that he's a free agent, a lot of teams might not be willing to take a chance on them that they would have last year or even the year prior. So it's very possible that Michael Gallup will be wearing the star once again next year on some sort of cheap one or two year deal. But if he wants to come back, he's got to make a case for himself because the Cowboys have two guys that have played phenomenal this season. Both of them had career years, and those guys are Cedric Wilson and Malik Turner. Both of those guys scored multiple touchdowns and played a big role in the offense. Moving down to Noah Brown, Jeremy Sprinkle, and Corey Clement, they didn't do a ton, but they were good role players. But I don't really see any of those guys coming back just because the fact that you can take those five, six, seven round picks and some lower end free agents and kind of plug and play to fit those positions. Now there is one guy that I believe absolutely must come back next season, and that is Dalton Schultz. People don't realize how long it takes to truly develop a tight end. Dalton Schultz, it's his fourth season in the league, had his best season yet. He had a good year last year, but this season was great. 800 yards, six touchdowns, a phenomenal year for Dalton Schultz. The Cowboys have to realize, though, if they want to bring him back, they're going to have to write a pretty big paycheck because no matter where he goes, Dalton Schultz is going to get paid. Now let's look at the defensive side of the ball. The Cowboys' defensive free agents are tackles Carlos Watkins and Brent Urban, defensive ends Dorrance Armstrong and Randy Gregory, linebackers Francis Bernard Keanu Neal, Luke Gifford, and Leighton Van Der Esch, cornerback Maurice Kennedy, and safeties Malik Hooker, Demonte KZ, and J. Ron Kearse. I'll be honest with you, the defensive side of the ball is where it is going to hurt free agent-wise because every guy that I just named off this list played a pretty big role in the turnaround this season, and they all deserve a contract. But I'm going to focus on six guys that the Cowboys absolutely must bring back. And those guys are defensive tackles Brent Urban and Carlos Watkins, defensive ends Dorrance Armstrong and Randy Gregory, linebacker Keanu Neal, and safety J. Ron Kurz. Brent Urban got injured around week six, but he was pivotal to the run defense, and the same goes for Carlos Watkins. You look at Dorrance Armstrong, he's a guy that provides depth at defensive end, and he had his best season yet with five sacks and 37 total tackles. Both of those are career highs for him. And then we look at Randy Gregory. Randy Gregory is just an all-out beast. And I think he's truly gotten to that point where he's finally showing his potential and he's going to explode next season into a superstar. This is the guy that the Cowboys are probably going to have to franchise tag. But let me tell you, it is going to be worth it. Then we move down to Keanu Neal. He gives depth at the linebacker position, which is a little bit thin And, of course, he knows the Dan Quinn system, so it's always good to have a guy that's familiar. Now, the free agent, I believe, is the most important to bring back. Not just offense, not just defense, not even just special teams. The most important free agent the Cowboys need to bring back is J. Ron Kurz. J. Ron Kurz had the green sticker on his helmet for most of the year, meaning he was the defensive play caller, and he led the team in tackles. This is a guy the Cowboys absolutely must bring back. They do have two special teams free agents as well, long snapper Jake McQuaid and punter Brian Anger. Both of these guys will probably be back, but if I had to choose one, it would definitely be Brian Anger. One thing a lot of people don't realize is that Brian Anger had the fourth highest net punt average in NFL history this season at 44.6 yards. The Cowboys, they have a lot of work to do this offseason, but if I only could choose three guys to bring back, those guys would be number one, safety J-Ron number two, defensive end Randy Gregory, and number three, tight end, Dalton Schultz. Now, it is the moment that you have all been waiting for, the wrap-up season award. So the first award is going to be the breakout player of the year. And this one for me was a really difficult one to choose. There were so many good players this year, and I narrowed it down to three. So my finalists were wide receiver Cedric Wilson, safety J. Ron Curse, and tight end Dalton Schultz. Schultz won it last season, and he had another big year this season. But for me, the breakout player of the year was safety J. Ron Curse. I talked a little bit about him earlier, and I'm going to talk a lot about him right now. J. Ron Curse has been absolutely dominant at the safety position this season. He led the team in tackles, as I said, with 101. He had two interceptions and 10 pass deflections. This season was his best season in his career by far, and the next closest in terms of tackles was last season with the Detroit Lions at 59 total tackles. He was the defensive play caller for most of the year. He took that job from Micah Parsons in Week 5, And this allowed Parsons to roam free and do what he did this year, which is why he is going to be another award winner later. He also did something a lot of people just haven't paid attention to. He locked down some of the top tight ends in the game. Against Travis Kelsey, there were three targets, one reception for six yards, and he had an interception. Against George Kittle, one target, one reception for 18 yards. Against Darren Waller, two targets, Zero receptions and one pass breakup. Javon Kirst was a major player for the Cowboys this season and is definitely a guy they must bring back, which is why he is my breakout player of the year. Now on to the next award. The next award is Rookie of the Year. I really don't even need to discuss this one because it is very clear it is the lionbacker, my guy, Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons this season has been absolutely ridiculous. In 2020, he took the season off and didn't play college football. That made him drop in the draft, but it paid off for the Dallas Cowboys taking that risk on Micah Parsons because he was absolutely insane this year. 84 tackles, 13 sacks, which is sixth in the NFL, three forced fumbles, three pass deflections, and he's a guy that proved why versatility is key in the NFL. He played defensive end, he played safety. He played corner, he played linebacker, and he even rushed the center. It seemed like every single game, especially in the later part of the season, Micah Parsons was held on a couple different plays throughout the game. And that just shows how dominant he is because teams decide, we have to double team this guy, otherwise he's going to disrupt the game. Micah Parsons also shattered the Cowboys rookie sack record held by DeMarcus Ware at eight sacks, Parsons had five more with 13 at linebacker. I cannot wait to watch this guy next season and for years to come in Dallas. Now moving on to the next award. Defensive Player of the Year. This is an award that I very easily could have given to Micah Parsons as well. That just shows how good he truly is. And he really has been in the running for NFL's Defensive Player of the Year as well. But... This award is going to go to the other side of 7-Eleven. The lion covers the ground, and the eagle covers the air. This award goes to my guy, Trayvon Diggs. Trey has had a historic season. He had 11 interceptions this year, which ties the Cowboys record set by Everson Walls in 1981. He's also the first player since Everson Walls in 1981 to hit double-digit interceptions in one season. He had 52 tackles as well and 21 pass deflections, second in the NFL. Many said that Trayvon Diggs isn't that good. He gets beat all the time, and he was lucky to have those interceptions. Well, let me tell you something. You don't get lucky in the NFL 11 times. Critics will often point to yards given up. They'll say, oh, he's given up over 1,000 yards. No, he hasn't. He's given up 907 yards, which, yes, it's the most in the NFL, but they fail to look at all-purpose yards and the yardage that is given up in zone. Trey has only given up 152 all-purpose yards this season. And yes, I'll, I'll be honest with you, he has been beaten at times. The double move seems to get him. But put this in perspective. Trayvon Diggs, this is his second season in the NFL, and he missed multiple games last year with a broken foot. And so this year, Trayvon Diggs is my defensive player of the year an award that I have now given him for two straight seasons. He led the Cowboys with three interceptions last season, and he tallied on eight more interceptions this season. The next award is one that I am adding this year, and that is Offensive Player of the Year. This was a really difficult award for me to decide on a winner because there were so many great players in the offense, from Dalton Schultz to Cedric Wilson to Tony Pollard to Amari Cooper. There were so Many good players on the offense. Even Dak Prescott was up for consideration here. But I had to give this one to Cedric Wilson. Wilson stepped up in a big way when Michael Gallup got hurt this year, and he finished the year with 45 receptions, which was fifth on the team, 602 yards, fourth on the team, and six touchdowns tied for second on the Cowboys. Cedric Wilson is in a contract year, as I discussed earlier, and he proved his worth. There's tons of depth at the wide receiver position, and Wilson proved that he was ready for the next man up challenge this year. If he doesn't come back to Dallas, he's going to go somewhere else, and he's going to be a really solid slot wide receiver. And now, my final award, Most Valuable Play. Last season, I gave this award to Amari Cooper because he found a way to eclipse 1,000 receiving yards With four different quarterbacks. And this season, this award would more accurately be described as most valuable person. Because there isn't a more qualified winner for this award than defensive coordinator Dan Quinn. Quinn has turned around what was one of the worst defenses in NFL history into one of the top units in the NFL. The Cowboys this season had 34 takeaways, which was first in the NFL. 26 interceptions, which was 1st in the NFL, a plus 14 turnover differential, which was tied for 1st in the NFL, and the number 7 scoring defense. To look at Mike Nolan's defense last season, they had 23 total turnovers, 7th in the NFL, 10 interceptions, which was tied for 23rd, the 31st ranked run defense, the 28th scoring defense, and a negative 3 turnover differential, which was 21st in the NFL that, my friends, is the Dan Quinn effect. What Quinn did with the defense this season was truly amazing, and many times, if you would have told me this last year that the defense is what kept the Cowboys in games, I would have told you you we're crazy. But many times this season, the defense is what kept the Cowboys in games, and it's what won them games. This season, they had three games where they allowed over 30 points. All of those were losses, but only three games that they allowed 30 or more points. Last season, they had eight games where they allowed over 30, and two of those were over 40 points. This season, I don't see anyone who is more deserving of this award, and that is why Dan Quinn is my MVP. I want to say thank you to everybody who listened to this podcast. Make sure you keep an eye out for updated content over the next couple of weeks because I will be covering some draft prospects that the Dallas Cowboys could be taking in the upcoming 2022 draft. As always, if you don't already subscribe to this podcast, make sure to do so on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you don't already follow me on social media, make sure to find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Wrap-Up. I'm Alec Rapp, and this has been The Wrap-Up.